Hello everyone! We're back again with another episode of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, starsoundastrology.com. So, um, wow, we've got a Mercury retrograde coming up. We're actually in the shadow of Mercury retrograde. So today's episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about that, what that means, and how we navigate when we have Mercury retrograde, which happens about three to four times a year. Um, I'm bringing up a certain aspect of Mercury retrograde because, um, you know, we, we can go and, you know, read anywhere about the particulars of, of this transit, but uh, this, is, this is happening in the sign of Pisces. And so having had a very, very long experience before I launched my astrology practice, I had many years of experience in sound healing and energy medicine. So I'm going to bring to all you guys and girls, cowgirls, cowboys, mermen, intergalactic, whoever's listening, um, <laughs> we're going to talk about the um, what, um, what kind of th- things that may play out in this particular Mercury retrograde in Pisces. So let's begin by... Um, we're just going to begin with a very, uh, if you don't know what Mercury retrograde is, we're going to give you a little, a little primer about that, and then we'll go into the specifics. Okay, Mercury is the sign of, is the communicator, the planet of thinking, the logical mind, communication, um, telepathy on a higher esoteric level. You know, if you look at the um, archetype, Mercury was the messenger god, right? He was, he was the guy with that, the little naked man with the winged hat and the winged sandals, right? And he, he would go into the higher worlds. He would go up to Mount Olympus and, and converse with the big dudes, you know, Zeus and all those big dudes, right? So you, we look at these for clues as to um, what aspect of consciousness this relates to. So Mercury relates to the logical mind and, um, and thinking, attitudes, thinking. It's since he's the communicator and the messenger, it has to do with messages, writing, speaking, you know, sharing with the masses, sharing, because he would go up to Mount Olympus and then come down through the, very, through the worlds, right? The, the various dimensional worlds to the lower plane and then share his messages with the masses. So, um, you know, he's also associated, he was a shapeshifter. So he, sometimes he would appear as an old man. Sometimes he would appear as a youth. Um, he's, you know, in the, in the um, cosmology of, of the Native Americans, the, uh, the coyote trickster, well, that's, that's like the, the correlate is Mercury. Mercury is the trickster. And he's the one that, um, you know, it can be dece- deceiving, but in it can also be in a playful way. He likes to play and he likes to, you know, um, you know, throw things up in the air for us and, you know, what's real, what isn't. And um, we can also have a jolly good time with that. So um, Mercury in three to four times a year, Mer- Mercury is a fast moving planet, right? He's, it's quick and it's like nervous energy. It rules our respiratory system. It rules our nervous system. And so, um, you know, Mercury uh, spins around the sun every 88 days. So when it goes retrograde, it steps back, literally. Retro means, uh, grade in Latin means stepping back. So all planets go through a retrograde at some point, depending on their cycle, of course. But Mercury happens the most because it, 
it moves so quickly, it retrogrades three to four times a year. So when Mercury is retrograde, as you know, it's become pretty common out there in our in our uh, consciousness about Mercury retrograde. Even people who don't know astrology hear, you know, what is this term? So um, things get a little kaflui on the external plane, on the everyday in the everyday world. So messages get messed up, appointments get messed up, things got to be rescheduled. There's travel delays. You know, there's all, all these kinds of things. So, um, you know, things to be aware of. Mechanical, you know, it rules mechan- mecha- mechanical equipment. So, you know, your printer could die or something goes out or your car needs repair because it rules, you know, transportation, right? He's the guy with the little winged feet. So cars, transportation, things like that, you know, all get affected. So... Um, the the best remedy for dealing with any Mercury retrograde, of course, is to keep our keep our sense of humor about things and do the best we can with that. So that's kind of the general Mercury retrograde. Um, when it it goes into it, it's a shadow. All retrogrades happen. There's a shadow period, kind of like the shoulder of a road. We have a we have a path on on a road, and then we have the shoulder, which is like off to the side, and so Mercury has uh, started its shadow last week, and it will go direct. It will go retrograde on February 16th at 12 degrees of Pisces, and it'll go through March 9th, and then it'll stop and go direct at 28 degrees of Aquarius. So, of course planets don't go backwards as we know it just has the appearance standing on earth if you were to watch mercury's progression it looks like it's going backwards so you can see some really cool pictures online of people who've taken those um, like time stop photography and they they can they show it and uh, they use their photographic lens to track that and it's it's really cool it makes like a loop um, in the sky. So um, from our perspective, it looks like for those three weeks, it steps back and then it moves ahead. So that's when we're asked to step back from our logical mind and to reconsider things, revisit things. Um, very often in any Mercury, in any retrograde, uh, Mercury retrograde, that is, people from our past typically show up. So depending on where in your chart this falls, it would be the nature of that. So for example, if it falls in your fifth house of love affairs, you may find some old flame comes back in your life. If you, if it's in your say 10th house, it may be an old boss, you know, or an old issue around your career or um, bosses or authority comes back to revisit. So, you know, again, depending on where it is, you'll see the exact, how that plays out for you specifically. So um, what I want to say about Mercury in Pisces, now we look at the, um, the sign of Pisces. Now Pisces is the, um, Pisces is ruled by Neptune. So this is, we're talking about other worlds, other dimensionalities. It's the dissolution of reality. It's the appearances, but not really. It's fog. It's things that come in out of the fog and leave. So um, it rules, you know, it, it's gaseous, right? So the Neptune is a, one of the gas giants. So it's this about fog and illusion and delusion. You know, on a low level, it can be codependencies and addictions and, um, you know, deceptive behavior, being deceived or being the deceiver, right? It can work both ways. So it's all of these things. So um, Mercury in Pisces 
you know, I just want to say that it can give, there's some great things about it. And then there's things that you really want to be um, aware of. So, you know, on a high note, the great thing about Mercury and Pisces, Pisces, Neptune has to do with inspiration. So songs, music, poetry, pure love, you know, bhakti. I always talk about bhakti yoga, the yoga of devotion. That's a very Piscean, Neptunian concept. If you were to put an astrological correlate with bhakti yoga, um, you know, the devotion to God and the most pure form of service and unconditional love and sweetness, you know, that's, that's all very high level mystical Pisces energy. So this would be a really awesome time. Mercury, since Mercury rules writing, let's put the the keywords together. So if you have been feeling to write a book or do some stretching your artistic muscles or music, maybe you've, you know, wanted to read, maybe you've put down music lessons and you, or you're coming back to them. Or uh, maybe there's a book that you hadn't written or wanted to. So this is about revisiting these conversations. Or maybe maybe the attitude you had about your art and the, and the relationship and your your relationship you have to art or creation or inspiration. Maybe you've got some um, damn I don't want to say damaging, but um, some. I'll say maybe um, unhealthy ideas. Maybe you don't g- give yourself enough self-esteem. Uh, maybe you don't have a, a confidence about it. Maybe you have some stories that are disempowering about your artistic ability. So this would be a good time when Mercury is retrograde in Pisces to revisit those ideas. Maybe you have feel a little shame or or lack of confidence about these abilities. So this would be a great time. The universe will give us opportunities to revisit these ideas and move to a higher place. So in terms of music or inspiration, yes, um, you, you know, there, it's a very juicy time for that. You might find yourself communing with higher, your higher self or other beings, you know, higher beings and other dimensions of light getting downloads, you know, in your dream state, right? Pisces rules the dream state. So you could have a very active dream state and imagination during this time period, perhaps more so than others. So when we know these things, we can use them you know, navigate, navigate very effectively. So, so that's the the cool uh, part of that music, inspiration, um, you know, pure love, um, all of that good stuff. So the, the, as I was saying earlier, the, the, the part of Pisces that we want to the shadow side, we'll say, uh, where there is um, evolution waiting to happen, where there's breakthroughs waiting to happen, the shadow is when energies get distorted. So if we're not in touch with things, the Piscean aspect can be escapism, you know, drugs, escapism, addiction, denial, you know, as, as you know, this is a, this is a tough year as, as we've shared before the Saturn Pluto conversation, which is kind of the overarching major heavyweight planets happening this year. And uh, soon Jupiter will be joining them in unison. Uh, So this is definitely not a year to deny, escape, uh, pretend, hide under the blankets. You know, this is, this is not a cozy year. I think we're all pretty clear about that. Um, and so with Mercury and Pisces, this particular three-week retrograde, uh, for sure, you know, this is where we might ask ourselves, where have I been in denial? Where I have been escaping reality? 
where have I not been real with myself? You know, so uh, this is an opportunity to uh, look and see and some, some maybe things that we had not been conscious of, you know, the deep subconscious, um, the, the edges of reality, you know, Pisces is that kind of, in the, and it rules the 12th house, the final stop on the train, right? The 12th house in astrology is where we have skeletons in the closet, uh, where we have things we've hidden out of shame or resentment, or perhaps things from other lifetimes, miasms from other lifetimes. So, um, but it's also the edge of between worlds. So it's the dissolution of reality and um, moving into a higher framework, a higher dimensional framework. So um, these are a concepts and ideas we'll be we'll be visiting. I would say as advice for given all of that, um, uh, you know, to use discernment. Uh, that's a very big a key thing you know there are lots of prayers and mantras you know being that i love yoga so much i've i've spent many years learning and chanting mantras and things and um for all kinds of remedies you know mantras are like verbal recipes for healing and so there are definitely ones for protection and upliftment uh, the one that's coming to my mind right now is um, the gayatri mantra so G-A-Y-A-T-R-I, Gayatri, if you want to, you know, do a YouTube or Google search on that, you come up with a really beautiful, Deva Pramal and Mitten um, are, do uh, some beautiful renditions of the Gayatri mantra. This is the highest mantra, the Rig Veda, the mother of all mantras. And so that's for blessing, protection, upliftment, uh, is, is beautiful. Om Bhur Bhuvasvaha Tat Savetur Varenyam. Bargo de Vasya di Mahi, Dioyo na Prachodayat. And so, um, lead us from darkness to immortality, lead us from darkness to the light. These, these are the things that, um, some of the little rough translation there. So, um, that's the Gayatri. But like I said, there's, there's hundreds and thousands of mantras in, in every uh, tradition you know, uh, for, for these timings and for making changes and powerful tools that we can use to move ahead. So this Mercury in Pisces is going to give us opportunities for that. But I like, again, using discernment because, you know, with Pisces ruling the other worlds like that, those other worlds are full of celestial beings. And there's also some tough neighborhoods, we'll say, that have some kind of scary energies there. So um, this could be an opportunity where you might be deceived. Some, uh, you know, deity or, or being that you find yourself in contact with really isn't who they, you think they are. And so you want to be really discerning, extra discerning when Mercury's in Pisces. It feels almost like, you know, there could be a kind of sense of lulling or mind control over, over um, these things. Um, energy vampires, entities, these are real energies and conversations uh, that you want to be aware of. Um, there's a great book, um, if you're interested, if you've not heard, there's a book that I read years ago. It's probably... Maybe it's a spiritual classic. It may not be that well-known, but I found it was a real eye-opener for this particular subject matter. And you can get it on Amazon. It's a little, you know, paperback book. And it's by a psychologist named Edith Fiore, F-I-O-R-E, Edith Fiore. And the name of the book is called The Unquiet Dead, 
I know it's kind of scary, right? It's a very creepy headline, right? But um, the subtitle is A Psychologist Treats Spirit Possession. So her name is Edith Fiore. She's a PhD psychologist. And um, it's really fascinating. It's a small book. You can read it in a couple of hours. Um, but it will give you a real window into understanding these things, these other dimensional realities. And be given that this is the, the next two months, Mercury and Pisces, it will, we'll be dealing with this for two months, you know, into early April. When it goes, it'll dip back into Aquarius and then go forward on March 9th. And then through the month of March, it'll march back through the sign of Pisces. So we're really going to be dealing with this throughout February and March. So, um, very good book to read, very apropos. Um, when I was doing my sound healing and energy medicine, one of the first, the very first lesson we learned in our healers congresses were uh, how to uh, disengage attached entities and how they uh, feed off auric fields and the light. And these are typically discarnate entities they're they're not demonic i mean you, you know could that happen well yeah you know we we've we know about the exorcist but we're not talking about that right now we're talking about discarnate entities which are mostly people who've left the earth plane who are literally lost souls that kind of wander in in dimensions like not leaving the earth plane and they need a little help getting back to the light. Well, this woman who's a totally, you know, PhD trained psychologist has no understanding of any of this. She was dealing with, um, as I recall this, I read it a long time ago. So, um, but I do remember her, uh, speaking. She one day had a, a patient who was, um, had an alcoholism, a problem with, with alcohol addiction. And um, all of a sudden, the person, let's say the guy's name was Tom. And all of a sudden, Tom started talking about himself in the third person. So immediately, Edith was like, whoa, you know, what's this? And then the person started, um, so she said, wait a minute, you know, where where's Tom? And he was like, uh, well, um, you know, I'm not Tom, I'm, you know, Robert. <laughs> and she's like, okay, Robert, you know, what are you doing here? And well, you know, Tom lost his job one day and he was sitting at a bar and I was, I was hanging out there and I, I really wanted a body. And so I, I jumped into his, his orc field, you know, and, and so I've been hanging out here ever since. And she's like, okay, Robert, well, you know, it's time for you to go to the light. You really don't belong there. You know, Tom needs his life back. So she had this whole conversation with him. And so he, she ended up, um, you know, uh, in that moment, you know, bringing down the light or wh whatever she did, you know, to say, it's, it's good to go home, we'll help you, just go to the light. So that's what he did. He, he went to the light and, and as soon as he departed, and then she had, um, you know, it, it was a hypnosis session. She had uh, Tom come out of hypnosis. Tom had not one desire to drink alcohol. It's that profound. Um, and that's certainly what we learned in our healers congresses, that um, entities are a, the greatest um, epidemic on our planet. I mean, I know we're hearing in the news about the um, uh, the coronavirus and all that, um, but really in terms of how things affect others, it's really attached entities. And they get in when we um, compromise our consciousness, when we say yes to something that in our gut we don't feel good about but we go along with it. So every time we do that, we actually, the, the, the electromagnetic fibers, 
you know, kind of like fiber optics, if you could picture such a thing, these very fine hairline threads of light that surround our physical body, they get torn. And if you think about a, a screen, you know, when a screen gets torn, a screen window, what happens? The bugs get in, right? So it's the same concept. So this is a very timely conversation to be having. It's certainly important anytime, but we're really going to be feeling this these energies uh, coming into play very powerfully this month and next. So don't be lulled. Um, it's, you know, the, the idea of having entities compromising our consciousness, energy vampires, they may not even be, um, you know, so yes, discarnate entities and how to remove them, you know, bringing down a column of light and just saying, go to the light, go to the light. You can read more about that in Edith's book. Um, but energy vampires is another, you know, there could be just people who drain us. And, you know, we all, we've all had them in our lives. We know what that looks like. Um, it's funny, just as I was preparing my notes for this, for this episode, what happened? The very thing that I'm going to be talking about, (laughs) the phone rang and it's this person who I'm thinking, all right, this person's in my phone, but I don't. I don't know who, the name didn't ring a bell. I'm thinking maybe it was just somebody that had contacted me for a session or, you know, from way back, whatever. And I normally don't answer the phone, but something just said, all right, just answer the phone. Well, it turns out it's this woman who is basically an energy vampire. So I think I kept her, who I met years ago, and I kept the name in the phone because I would then recognize it and go, okay, don't answer the phone. Um, I decided after a very brief conversation to block her so she can't call me again, but I just had to chuckle. There it was. The universe was giving me my own lesson. So um, she was, um, you know, she just had very strange behavior, um, the kind of thing where you put down a boundary. You know how Pisces is all about lack of boundaries, right? So we, we want to draw a line in the sand. We, we It's very important that we do that. It's, it may not be easy. We may find ourselves floating around in Pisces in, you know, in the next few weeks trying to set boundaries that kind of disappear like a, a line in the sand or a wave on water. Um, but um, the, this, this person had a hard time... Um, you know, when I said, you know, I'm, I'm just about to, um, I'm, I'm in the middle of something and I'm, I'm, you know, in, in a production right now and I can't talk to you. And, um, so, but she went right on talking like she didn't get it or she didn't want to. And, and I had to say it a few times and I had to use her first name and say, okay, I need to go, you know, so very much the energy vampire, right? Completely self-obsessed, wanting to pull, pull, pull. And, um, that's when we just, draw that line in the sand. So, you know, words to the wise. Um, In terms of the, um, you know, the coronavirus has been a very big deal. Well, you know, it's interesting uh, because um, Pisces and Neptune rules the immune system. And Mercury is about being porous, you know, the mind being porous. And so in the in the sign of Pisces, again, being lulled into things. So maybe we could be lulled into denial. Um, the fact that the coronavirus is taking off um, quickly in, in certain places. Um, you know, I don't I don't necessarily feel very good about that. But <clears throat> there we have it. Um, with Pisces ruling the immune system and the feet 
and Mercury ruling the fingers and hands, Gemini, fingers, hands, um, you know, we could be finding um, ourselves, again, you know, um, immune systems compromised. So I would say probably a good idea to, to shore up. Uh, I know that um, I've been taking turmeric in my tea um, almost every day. I like that. But, you know, you, you can always find good remedies, whatever that is for you, that will assist you in boostering immune systems. Um, there's plenty of information out there about that. Um, so I would say definitely shore up all your supplies, maybe maybe some colloidal silver. That, that That's something that I have used personally. I'm, you know, I'm not a doctor here. I can't diagnose you guys, but um, I, I can tell you that, of course, there's a wealth of info out there. So this is the time when we want to be very astute about the energies around us, the people that try to drain us, the, um, you know, illnesses that, that may try to take us down. So being very strong. Um, again, you know, this is, this is the very forefront of the mind and the body, Pisces. And when you think about, when I said earlier about entities get in when we compromise our consciousness, so when we compromise our consciousness, our, our immune systems get affected too on a physical level. That's kind of like where the rubber meets the road. So we are like literally worn down by some outside heavier, not of the light influence that can take us down and affect us. So where one leaves, the other begins. So the immune system, you know, if we're being, if we're giving our power away to other people and letting them rob us of our light, well, certainly that's not going to bode well for our immune systems. And that's why it, we often feel so energetically and physically drained. It's not just a mental thing, but it's, it can be physical and it can, it can exacerbate when we don't handle it. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of like a words to the wise, right? Using discernment with people, with energies, with our own minds. Um, if something's too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, that will definitely be um, a big issue here for the next couple of months. Um, boundaries and avoiding gossip too. You know, the, the dark side of Mercury can be just chat, 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 mind driven, you know, being oblivious to what's around us and just chattering away, um, being in our heads, uh, gossip. So avoiding gossip. And, you know, I want to say too, gossip works both ways. It's not just speaking gossip, but it's also listening to it. So if somebody starts unloading on you, you know, if you're the space where they're unloading, then you're part of the problem too. So that's when we need to step back, right? Retrograde, step back and go, oh, wait, hold on. Um, this person's not here to defend themselves. Not a good plan. Let's, let's redirect this conversation, you know, or say what you need to say if you have some kind of issue, like you need help with a person who's giving you a hard time, then, then have that conversation be about what that person can do to empower themselves, not just a conversation to drag the other down and gossip about somebody, you know, so you really get tough and, and uh, discerning about where we are with our words. So yeah, that's about what I wanted to say about um, Mercury and Pisces. Ah, uh, next week is definitely... Um, it's going to be intense, um, you know, between not only with Mercury retrograde, but, um, you know, I'm thinking of this uh, asteroid Pholus, P-H-O-L-U-S, and it's kind of like, well, the lid comes off. There's a lot of energy um, where it's going to uh, 
it can create, you know, a lot of upsets, but it can also provide us with the opportunity to really draw upon our resources when things get rough, when things get really uh, tough, that we're drawing on inner reserves. So you see, there's always, there's a shadow side, but there's also the empowering side. And we really have to be honest with ourselves and look at both sides of that and being really astute. Uh, when Mercury stations direct at 28 degrees of Aquarius on March 9th, it's interesting because I think, I want to say it's either 27 or 28 Aquarius, the USA moon, the moon of the United States. So the what gives us our diverse culture and the melting pot, as we learned in our history classes, right? America's the immigrants and the melting pot and the ability to have many diverse areas of opinion you know we think for ourselves we chucked the crown of king george and told him to take a hike you know that's very aquarian and so um you know mercury coming back to that point and turning around and going forward on the moon or very close to the moon of the usa it's definitely a place where we collectively um being here in the united states where we can really uh, visit, revisit that and decide, you know, what is it that's going to have us move ahead and how can we, let's not isolate ourselves and polarize ourselves into two camps. And uh, where can we reach across the table? You know, what ideas can we do to move us forward as a community? So these are things that, um, you know, may very well come up. Some of the things, this is a, a way of, of looking at that. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a pretty amazing time right now. Um, have our wits about us. Um, use discernment um, and use it to <clears throat> use these energies. Like I said, create great music and art with it. It's um, acting, music, theater, art, poetry. It's all it's all available to us. Looking at all sides of it. So that's all for now. And um, anyway, great chat chatting with you and. Um, We'll be in touch. We'll come with our next episode very shortly. Thank you so much for listening. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology, Star Sound Speaks. See y'all later.